You gotta be. Science went too far. If someone or something doesn't take action soon, man as we know it will be eradicated by this threat. Two men have taken up the challenge of figuring out a way to survive. They call this process Beer Movies. Welcome to Beer Movies, where we review movies that are not too great or maybe so bad they're amazing. But who knows, maybe the beers are better. So let's open a bottle or a can. Oh, both cans this week. Yeah. As we review Babes with Blades, Flowers, Flower of Sarnia 2018. As ever, I'm joined by Addison, my co-host. Hello. Hello. Let me have a little sip. Yeah, I'm very glad you uh, had to say that name, because I feel like I would have tripped over it. I only really know it because they said it in the film. Otherwise, I'd been like, the fuck? Did you count it as one? Sorry, do your plot thing first. <laughs> No, because they didn't say the full title. I think it's unfair okay, otherwise. Just checking. Just checking. Um, so let's kick off with the summary of the film. This one, I feel like the director themselves wrote it because Jesus Christ. Are you ready? I wouldn't be surprised. She did fucking everything else. I know. Um, so set on the planet of Draeger, this steampunk action film features world-class female martial arts and follows Azura as she tries to save her dying race. I mean, you did it with an inflection there, but if we're being honest, the action was the best thing in this film. It was, yeah, it was. And she has been in some like big films as a stunt woman. Ah, uh, fair. Um, I will quickly pull up a list whilst you talk about something else. The list that you're going to pull up is going to be very nice. So I think in terms of the the fighting, the choreography actually was really good. I looked it up that they said the stunts were all done by the cast, and it wasn't done yeah. by anyone special. So there is a few times where. I imagine you probably would have got hurt if you're not a professional. Like, it's yeah. actually pretty intense. I think the only yeah, problem definitely. is that there was a lot of fighting. Uh, so she was a stunt performer in Outlaw King, okay. which was a Netflix film with Chris Pine. Uh, she was in one of the Huntsmans. Uh, oh, both of the Huntsmans, actually. Uh, Prometheus, which Ooh. is pretty cool. Um, and the 2005 Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, some of the more notable ones. Yeah, and then, stunt, stunt actress. And then this film was written, directed, scored, and acted by Cecil Fay. So, yeah, and I would say she did one of those really well. Which one? Stunt coordination. <laughs> I think the acting wasn't awful, but I think no, the acting was fine. We do need to get straight into it, don't we? Uh, so this is yes. a UK film. This is. I think the best place to put it is this felt like a noughties, 90s, noughties TV drama. Yeah. So the thing it called to my mind, not in terms of like tone or anything like that, but the way it was filmed, um, it felt a bit like Red Dwarf to me, like I some of the later film. seasons. Yep. And so I kind of put released in 2018, but filmed in 98. And then I looked it up and it was actually filmed in 2013. Jesus. It so took five, five years, years to release this. For um, what? <laughs> uh, I, I would have imagined effects and stuff like that, mm. but God knows. Clearly he ran in some sort of trouble, though. Um, but yeah, the film, like, it looks weird. It's very 
um, bloomed. Like it looks overexposed yeah, a lot of the time. A bit like some of those older TV series, but almost like it's in a dream sequence, but like the whole film. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Mm. Um, like a dream sequence from like a film like 300 would look like this. Yeah, it's like, oh, here's a flashback to my wife being murdered with a sparta kick yeah. to the face. Um, and kind of just the general plot. Like, it reminded me of like a really shit version. And this film is already bad, by the way, so like, whatever. <laughs> but I enjoy it. It reminds me of kind of like a shit version of Chronicles of Riddick. Oh. In terms, that's more in terms of what's happening. Mm-hmm. And I think possibly what they were going for. Yes, instead of Escape from, uh, what is it, Byron? Well, the the first one is just called Pitch Black. Yeah, yeah but I'm just trying to think in the, the actual prison name. I can't remember from the top of my head. Oh, Butcher Bay. Butcher Bay, yeah. So it's, instead of Butcher Bay, it's Drager. That's all that's happened here. Wow, well, yeah. And the main character is nowhere near as cool as Vin Diesel, as Riddick. No, no. Uh, but she has purple hair. She does have purple hair, which is a thing I imagine for Sarnians. Sure. But the other guy didn't, so... Yeah, I was confused, but he did it at the end. So yeah, where well, they turned the exposure up to like a million. Yeah, full so saturation. maybe like at what point was he dying? It <laughs> was it whilst he was like yeah, but with the bad guys, or when he was with the good guys? But doesn't he doesn't know he's a good guy until right towards the end? So surely someone else is implying dying. that they dye their hair purple. I oh, fuck knows. I don't know. I don't know why I'm looking for logic. It's in this a film. plot point, not maybe. Uh, at what point did you clock it was UK? Pretty quickly. For me, purely because of the the place they were at. So the first time you go to like the boss's lair, essentially, right. the one that looked like a church. Yeah, they're, but they're in. You got kind of the big insignias on the gates behind them, and I've only ever right. I've seen that somewhere else. I was like, where have I seen that? Sherlock, two thousand and nine. Oh, really? I was like, where's the shooting location? So I looked it up and it's crossing this pumping station in London. It's like oh, used okay. quite a lot for films and stuff. So I was like, oh, so I was like, okay, this is UK. And then I looked where else they shot and it's like Yorkshire. I was like, I've clocked right. a few Yorkshire accents so far, so that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, like the locations aren't that bad. No, they're quite cool choices of locations. I think, yeah, apart from um, maybe towards the end where you've got this like vacuum of space that's got the fuck all in it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it kind of looks interesting, but a bit samey. Mm. Um, they do that really. I really like that bit with the. It's towards the end, and there's like all those red lights at the background, and they're kind of silhouetted, and they're kind of doing an, an old boy um, side scroller beat em up that sort of thing. Super cool. And yeah, it was definitely like the best bit in the film. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, but the. But, the problem is with this is the writing and general plot. Yeah, I feel like it's just this is one of them whatever. weird. This is them weird ones where had this been written better, and maybe mm-hmm. the shooting was a bit better as well in terms of not looking like a dream sequence. This yeah. actually could have been a film that you saw, like just casually, like just a casual viewer. Yeah, I definitely feel like they could have done something, and this could have been an okay film. Mm. Um, but as it stands, it's just a bit. It's it's a bit of a slog to get through. Yeah. Um, mostly because it just kind of slows down a fair amount. Um, like I say, the fighting is the best bit. It is, but there's also a lot of it. Yeah. By the seventh um, time, I was like, I get it. Yeah. So she kind of goes through a. So um, 
to kind of expand on the plot, she gets her her world has been like wiped out, her planet, mm-hmm. um, and she's the last one left. Air quotes. She's taken. Obviously, basically. she's not. Um, and then they kind of end up capturing her and putting her in a tournament of some sort. Yeah, a bit like Bloodsport. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. But that's cool. Um, and also the crowd's like. 20 people did. <laughs> no, but genuinely, I, I want to be an extra in that crowd because it was the funniest. The best parts of this film, other than the fighting, were the crowd reactions. Yeah. Like over dramatic, like, <gasps> yeah. Just for nothing. It's like, okay, I love this. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to touch on quickly? No, because I think I've written alongside that is I put lots of fighting and a nice montage of each fight, but not much else going on. There isn't much mm-hmm. substance, and the problem is, it's ninety minutes, and it feels like forty minutes of that are just fight scenes. Yeah, yeah, because you kind of do that first forty-five minutes, and then you go, "This should be almost over, right?" Because she's kind of escaping, and then you realize you're only halfway. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, there is one scene in particular I quite liked when she's going back to her like little dungeoning lair thing, and she's reading the books that she's been given about how to oh, fight yeah. like a. Is it a Sarnian? I'm going to say they're a Sarnian. Yeah. That's right, from Sarnia. If anyone's from sure Sarnia and they get mad at my way, I've just abbreviated you down to Sarnians. Come at me, because you don't exist. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, but she's like, she's got that kind of purple hair, she's looking moody, and then the music starts playing, and for me, I was like, uh, this was like one step off of being an Evanescence music video. Is this when she starts, I assume it was her, is this when someone starts singing? And yeah. It's like a really dodgy song. Yeah, it's a really dodgy song. I, I can only assume it's the writer director. But I thought it was going to be like "Call Me When You're Sober," like music video. Yeah, that's how it was going. I was like, "Oh, Evanescence, sweet." <laughs> Great stuff. Um, yeah, there's like a resistance made up of four people. Yeah, which I did want to mention. So Cheryl Berninston, who's kind of like one of the last remaining females. Of right. the resistance movement, that's the only way I can kind of because there's another lady in there, but she gets killed. So spoilers. Right. Um, she kind of looked recognisable. I was like, Are you, "Have you just been on some sort of TV program or something?" So I looked her up. Okay. Turns out she's the motion capture model for the first two Dark Pictures anthology games. Oh, which character? Yeah. Uh, so I think in the second one, she's Ashley, along with like they use her body and then they oh. put someone else's face on it but it's like Wait, a mixture she... of the two in until dawn is that the really annoying one no it's not until dawn she's in not until dawn she's in man and madame and, oh i see i see um what's the other one keep forgetting little hope oh, okay oh yeah because she's not like a main that. face character they use other no, they use other not. model faces for her but it's kind of a like a mixture of the two. That's why they never look like the character. Yeah, like, I, I was going to say she was the only one who looked familiar to me, but I don't think I've seen her. Yeah, I was trying else. to place it. I was like, but it wasn't close enough to be like, oh yeah, that's definitely what it was. But I was like, it was quite cool yeah. to look it up. I was like, because I quite like those games. Yeah, I mean, she's been in some fairly big stuff. Yeah, could have been anything. Might just have one of those faces, to be honest. Yeah, generic. She's the one who looks a bit Irish. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go generic Jane, is what we'll call her. Cool. Even though I named Cheryl. Um 
intermission? Yeah, you're going for it. Like, I think some of these films where there's not much to say, you're just like, yeah, we're struggling. <laughs> Let's move to the drink section. I, I like to use the intermission as a bit of a break to then like have my brain come up with some more and talking some points. And sometimes they just don't happen. So, intermission music. Intermission. Um, don't go fishing. You or me first. I don't know, you choose. Okay, I'll go first. Why not? Pick me. Um, so, as usual, I have tried to theme it. Um, obviously, I had no idea what this film was about. And Babes with Blades, Flowers of Sarnia, is not much to go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Despite being very wordy. Um, so, I kind of picked on the flower theme and picked something that looked like a creepy little flower. Oh, very um, nice. So, this is from Overtone Brewing Company. And what I didn't realise... Uh, is that a band has made this. Oh. Um, so on the back, I didn't read this until just before we started, it says, we have once again collaborated with Glasgow's favourite metal band, Bleed From Within, um, to make a pale ale, which is totally fine. I might, give, like the, pale ale. I might give Bleed From Within a listen. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> Beer's fine. Yeah, passable. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've gone with... It's a beer that I've already have had on the, the podcast before, but a variation of it. Oh, okay. So I had the Bavaria Holland on the Killer Pinata episode, I think. I have a okay. big bottle of pills now. Mm-hmm. They have a Shandy version. Oh, nice. So 0.9%. So it's not like some Shandies you get have got nothing in them. Whereas this mm-hmm. is it's just it's more lemonade than anything, if I'm honest. It's not really like a beer. Yeah. But. I suppose if you wanted something that was low alcohol, it's an option. Because we've, we've done no alcohol, we've done alcohol. Low yeah. alcohol is the new one we've tried. Yeah, exactly. Mixing up. Yeah, I would. Nice. I'd buy it. It's like two two pound fifty for six, six cans. It's pretty decent. Yeah. Nice, uh, easy drinking. Mm. Sounds like it'd be nice in the summer. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's like, you, if you had a can of Sprite or a lemon Fanta, you could also have just a Bavaria Holland Shandy. Yeah. I feel like exactly. I'm selling them now. Yeah, you are a bit. <laughs> Should we move on before I become a sales rep for Bavaria? Yeah, on to uh, best kill best section. Kill. Um, this is a bit of a weird one because mm-hmm. the kill count is super high. Yeah, it's really high. The kills are all boring as fuck. Yeah, because the problem is almost down to a T. Half of them. I think this is the problem with the fighting in itself is that mm-hmm. they're just being slashed left, right, and centre, and it's actually really hard to keep track. I'm assuming we came to the same number. Super hard one. Um, I actually got about five less than you, but I'm going to take your word on it, mainly because you got to the spreadsheet before me. Okay. And I'm sure I dipped out a couple of times. Just mentally. Um, (laughs) Mentally, yeah. (laughs) There was Uh, one where it was a real slog and like seven people got killed and I was like, I had to wait for another shot for him to show it at an angle where I could see them all. That's the only way I counted them. Because the problem was, it was like, yeah. sometimes you get a punch, and next time it would be a slash. And it's like, well, the punch person yeah. is knocked out, slash is killed. Yeah, I suppose that's kind of um, what I kind of want to touch it. Because we've kind of spoken about the action quite a lot, because it's the best thing in the film by far. And you can tell that the people doing it are good at what they're doing. But there is something wacky going on with the editing here where they're still doing that. Um, fast cut sort of thing that's yeah. kind of makes it very hard to track that sort of stuff 
Um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised that we got pretty different numbers. Yeah, it's a bit shit. Yeah, um, which is a shame because like, there's clearly like you want this to be like a John Wick sort of thing where yeah. like these stunt guys know what they're doing when they're making this film and like therefore the stunts are amazing and they linger with like these long shots um that just kind of keep going and this doesn't have that it still has that awful way of editing but yeah at the same time i think this was probably actually before john wick which probably didn't help Mm, yeah i think my brain was thinking like how the raid for instance like there's certain times where people are killed in that and it really sticks in Mm -hmm. your brain and this was just kind of like there's one or two probably that you go oh that's a cool kill but other than that like which I mean, one of the two probably is us. What we've picked, so I, I would have thought so. I mean, I picked the most um, one that stood out for me. Yeah, I didn't expect a kill count in the thirties to be hard to pick a kill. It's crazy, um, and it kind of boils down to like, yeah, I know the film's called Blades of Blades, so everyone has a sword, but guns exist in this world. They mention them, and I don't think you actually see any. No, you don't. It's weird that, like, they say they, yeah, because they make a plan, don't they? And they go, it takes five seconds to reload. So that's five seconds to rush them. But I don't remember seeing a gun in their plan afterwards. No, it's one of them plot things. I think this is where a lot of these films fall off, isn't it? That the plot's not quite there. There's a bit too much of a loophole that you're going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Should we pick the best kill then? Yeah. Um, I'll so... let you go first, considering you did the beer first. Fair enough. Um, so I went for the shield slam in one of the earlier fights. Oh, okay, interesting. Where, um, so they kind of so she fights she fights in the first battle and loses mm-hmm. to this lady, and then they kind of do like a um, that was that her name. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did hear I did hear someone say that, but I didn't clock that's who yeah. it was. Um, and they do like a Roman uh, thumbs up thumbs down thing from this. Uh, general lady who did I didn't ever catch her name no neither did I I've actually put boss lady yeah. every time I've written her name boss lady um, <laughs> Jonathan Moss lady yeah. uh, mixed with Yoda a bit like Jonathan Moss yeah a little bit uh, anyway they do that and she um, spares the main character um, who then has all this training fight montage that we kind of went through and learns from these books the fighting style of her people so she then fights her again, mm-hmm. and during their first fight, I think the Andromeda one was going to do like a shield slam yeah. on her face, which she then doesn't do. But that's how the, she then kills the main lady. The main lady kills her. Yeah, um, I was like, yeah, that was kind of fun, and I can't think of any other <laughs> kill that wasn't done with a sword. <laughs> okay, so my one was with a sword. Actually, yeah, we'll do, this, we'll do your score after. Um, so okay. I've gone with, I think it's a third kill in the film, so this is about two minutes in. Okay. Uh, she's fighting with the guards, and she kind of throws herself at this guard, grappling onto him, takes him to the mm-hmm. ground, and then just stabs him, like, right in the top part of the chest. Oh, yeah, that was all right. I thought that was quite a good kill, so pretty epic battle. My other choice was going to be the very badly acted neck slice on the main boss lady. But it was, the acting was so bad, yeah. I thought it's a bit unfair if I chose that one as the best kill, because it's not. Yeah, fair enough. Um, you mentioning the first beginning bit has reminded me there are guns in that beginning bit. 
Oh damn! I remember yeah. them now because I, that I think that's how I assume her mother dies. She gets shot. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. The, it's the flashback yeah. that is actually a flashback. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then they keep the grain the whole film. Someone just didn't take the lens off. <laughs> yeah. So what score have you given? Um, that? An eight. Like, is that harsh or that's that really harsh? Fucking hell! Sorry, I do. I... It's pretty boring. <laughs> Okay, so I've gone with a 51. Jesus. It sounds really high, but my thinking of this was I've seen this sort of kill in John Wick and really enjoyed it. So it's a bit unfair to... See, I can't remember that kill in John Wick. There are better kills in John Wick than that. Yeah, but I'm just it, the of satisfaction of like the choreography, I think, for me was enough. I was like, oh, this might be all right. And then the film continues after the two minutes and it's not. So I, I gave it the so. score early. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep with it. I'm being nice this week. You can be nasty. That's fine. Some, right. Sometimes yeah, we take happens. turns, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you kind of want to touch on? Um, um, what else have I got? Uh, I think the, yeah. the plot change of the, the Sarnia flower and it brings her back from the dead. And then she throws yeah. Sarnia boy in there as well. And he becomes... Sarnian. And that's why he becomes good, right? Yeah, that's why he becomes good. And gets purple hair. Maybe. Yeah, that's kind of... I thought the idea was good. The double bluff that he did up to that was awful. What an arsehole. Yeah. He's like, I'm on your side. I turn the lights God, off. he changes sides, like... Yeah. So many times. He doesn't know what side he's on. So at the end of the film, no. you're like, oh, is this happy because Sarnians are going to be like a race again? But it's between you and him, and he's an arsehole, so... Yeah. Don't really care. Were they just friends before? Or were they, like, brother and sister? It sounded like they grew up as friends. The way I looked at it, it yeah. was like Simba and Nala in Lion King. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> so they in, might be lovers, comparison. they might not be. Who knows? I don't... Yeah, I didn't get that implication throughout the film, but... Because when she had, like, a weird moment with him during a fight where, like, a bunch of people died, um, she had him in, like, the Anakin double sword against the next sort of thing mm-hmm. um and i thought oh right that's her brother and then yeah it wasn't her brother it was just some random guy that she knew yeah she's like we, we grew up together I was like, okay yeah cool. uh, it yeah. wasn't very clear because no. there was a kid with her in the beginning yeah which you would assume would be the brother i would assume so yeah we're just doing the shrug emoji right now so Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I think there's not much um, else to say. The the, the no. fighting was the best, and the rest was a slog. Yeah, I mean, I think there is some good stuff here, but it's all just kind of lost. Yeah. yeah it, doesn't, um, it doesn't need to be 90 minutes as well. I think you can run get that run time down. No. 75 at most. Yeah. Even then, I think that's a bit long. Uh, bonus scores. What are you thinking? Of a bonus. So I'm going to go with seven points for my bonus, and that is the amount of fight scenes that we have. Okay. That's um, my theme. Man, I normally play this by ear. I'm going for 13 for no particular reason. You just want to make it 20. Fight. <laughs> huh? You just want to make it up to yeah. 20. The uh, fight scenes alone, I feel, kind of make up for a lot of crap in here. Yeah, that's fair. Um, which is what it is, let's be honest. Yeah, I so, think a 
it looked really cool when we first watched the uh, trailer for this and picked it, and it just didn't live up. See, I didn't watch the trailer. Even the poster, I think, sets a bigger difference than what the film actually does. Yeah, um, it's a bit of a shame because, like, it's cool that this stun lady who's in the business has like written and directed this. Yeah, but it's just kind of a shame that the end result is a bit. Load of middling at best. Yeah, in I, the nicest way. This wouldn't be on my rewatch list. Oh god, no! I, I don't think I could. Um, anyway, that has given us a score of two hundred eighty-eight, which not great. It's kind of middling for where we are at the moment. Um, that's ranked about fourteen. Um, that's just nice. above Velocipasta and below Iron Sky. Um, so I feel like it's uh, in the middle of some good company. Yeah, I guess. but potential ones I would rewatch. Definitely ones I would rewatch mm. over this. Um, so what what did we say the line was last time? It was uh, was it Jurassic Island? To yeah, I think Redman? I think it's when it starts getting to that under two hundred rank. That's where the red line comes yeah. in. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, when it's when it's lower than our starting number. It's quite impressive. Yeah. Um, this is this is above our starting number is two hundred. Um, so yeah, not not too bad, I guess. Could be better. Could be better. So uh, anything else you want to say before we wrap up? Don't think so. I think I think we pretty much covered all we could. No, um, you don't have a forty. It out to twenty five minutes. You don't have a forty minute fight. <laughs> uh yeah. Right. Let's go. That'd be pretty impossible over team uh, teams Discord. Discord, Jesus. My brain's, yeah, my brain's on white mode. Anyway, so thank you for listening to Beer Movies. Check us out on Instagram at Beer Movies Pod or write us an email to Beer Movies Podcast Outlet.com saying what B movie or beer we should review next. Next week is once again another holiday episode that we've got. We've got a special holiday coming up St. Patrick's Day. So we're yeah, going to be discussing Leprechaun from 1993. Take a guess what beer we're going to be looking at. Yeah. Top of the morning to you. Oh, that's getting cut. <laughs> Just offensive. Bye.